Welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and this is the show where we talk about everything what's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter throughout the week. Uh, kind of a lot to talk about this week. A uh, whole bunch to talk about. So I don't know if I'm going to share any anecdotes today, except for maybe go listen to This Is America if you haven't already. Uh, I cannot get that song out of my head. Not even like the because like the music of the song, very good. Uh, Childish Gambino, super good. Uh, very catchy in your. It's it's got that earworm. It's got me hooked. Uh, and then also like the visual component of it of the video. The themes of the video combined with the lyrics of the video. Everything has just got me... It's so provocative. So provocative. It's unfortunate that Christina Aguilera released her latest music video not too long ago. And it's like, oh, she watched like the Neon Demon and got the wrong idea. For shame, Christina. Oh well. Well, in any case, enough about music. Oh, by the way, if you've also been like thinking about... Like the themes of, if you are also hooked on that song the way that I am in terms of what it has you thinking about, I might recommend listening to a couple episodes of uh, Citations Needed. There's a couple episodes of Citations Needed where they talk about, uh, like, like Citations Needed bootstraps. Like, look that up and see if, see if something comes up. I'm sorry, I was a little startled. Like, I saw like a, a flash. Did my light go out just a second ago? I recorded a video version of this, so people might be able to confirm if there was a flash of light. Maybe my power went out for a minute. Hopefully we're still recording. Anyway, regardless, good music, good tunes, good to hang out, good to hop into the first topic, which is good news. Uh, guess what? We're spinning up the hype machine once more. Uh, I know I've been talking about this like week after week because it is something that like we just took care of, which is the... Neon and M Lizard player sponsorship. You guys voted. You guys put up the money, and we got these guys all the way to Combo Breaker. Uh, M Lizard all the way from from Korea, in fact, tourniquet. Uh, and that's exciting. I was like blown away by the community's generosity and the excitement shared around these two players. Like I said this on, <laughs> I said this during the tournament, but like. Someone was like, oh man, it's like cool that you guys, like, I didn't know you guys were already sponsored. That's great. I'm like, yeah, we're like, we're really good at sponsoring stuff. Like, imagine if we were like, because like sponsoring a Vega player in 2018 from Korea, no less, all the way around the world. That's like the million in one shot. Give me something easy to sponsor. Give me like a Colleen uh, or like a good cause, like curing cancer or some shit. Anyway, uh, no, super excited about that, and super happy that those guys are getting that opportunity, and looking forward to seeing them compete at Combo Breaker in, like, two-ish weeks now. It's like, oh, man, we're, like, coming up on it. Uh, but the other thing, we're spinning up the next player sponsorship, which will be for Evo. Uh, in fact, uh, you can go and nominate your favorite players now, so if you've got a name... If you've got a player that you think deserves a little limelight who isn't currently sponsored, like through like pretty normal means, uh, drop their name here in this thread. Uh, more important to this is that there's a couple things here. So you can nominate your players, but also if you plan on going to Austin Dreamhack at the f- 1st of June, 1st of June, is that how months work? Yes. June 1st through the 3rd is, the, is that event. So if you plan on going to DreamHack Austin, uh, and you want to get your tickets for that early, just go through our Macherino site and get your tickets through there, because half of that money, so like, thank you, Austin, Dream, DreamHack Austin, uh, half of that money goes directly to the, the our player sponsorships, because we've got that pool of money now, uh, and any money that goes into that will go towards the next player sponsor. So, like, this is just, like, this is just building a war chest at this point. So, like, if you just if you are someone who just happens to fall in the in the arena of, oh, I'm going to DreamHack Austin. I listen to the show. I, I I watch what's going on in the sub. I'm going to DreamHack Austin. I'm in that area. I haven't bought my tickets yet. Go here and buy your tickets. 
because half the money goes towards getting a player to Evo. It's like free money. Uh, also, there's like some tweet stuff that you can do as well. Uh, that's There's like a visual component to that in the thread that I'm going to share. So like if you're having trouble finding where that is, uh, click the links below and find out exactly how to do that. If that's something that you're interested in, like please, if you're, if you're able to like donate or like if you're able to do something like this, you plan on going to Austin, you haven't bought your tickets yet, uh, go through this because they're just they're helping support the community, which I just I like to think of like our Street Fighters, just the general like online slash offline FGC because there's just some intermingling there. Uh, but like it's a big community and we're capable of doing such like amazing things. So it's like really cool when you see companies like this step up and just say, hey, we're going to like help out whoever the fuck because uh, we haven't decided who's going to go to Evo yet. So nomination is the first part, again, like before. Then there's going to be a round of voting, like there was before, and then the fundraising part, uh, spinning all the way up to Evo. So we've got we've got some time, but like, if you're anyone like me, that time goes pretty fast, and it can slip away from you. So I want to get this stuff out there and early. Uh, so if, again, if you plan on going to DreamHack Austin, uh, hit up those links. Uh, but also... If you just want to like help spread the word, like hop on your local uh, your local's Facebook page, hop on Twitter, at someone, tell somebody about it, and that helps too. Like or just like following the players who like you want sponsored, like and retweet their stuff as well. Like there's a whole like internet community culture that like I think we should, we should, we should really like hone into that, lean into that. You guys help support each other. Uh, regardless, uh, head on over to that link to see all those like three bits of that big announcement. Uh, spot, nominate your player so we can vote on them. Uh, regardless, moving on to the next topic, which is somewhat related to that, Combo Breaker. Uh, they did this awesome thing. Uh, I, I don't know, like, who did this or why they did it, uh, but it's kind of fucking awesome. By, so, poster by Vostalgic. I got it that time. Vostalgic. Uh, took the Nicki Minaj Chun-Li cover art uh, and then redid it with Chun-Li as Nicki Minaj as Chun-Li in, like she would be in the poster uh, and Combo Breaker's like, yo, if you are already registered for Combo Breaker or you register before the 13th, so you have if you are listening to this podcast on the date of its release, which will probably be like midnight around the date of its release, so like where you are, it's probably the 11th, so you've got like two more days to register uh, for Combo Breaker. But if you do that, if you do that, uh, you'll get this this cool Shen Li poster. I don't know how big it is, but like it's got the Capcom 2018 Pro Tour where the explicit lyrics little little sticker would be. I think that's rather good. Uh, and again, I want to give a maybe if you like this art and you think this is cool. Maybe give Vostalgic a follow there on the Twitter space. Uh, but follow those links again. If that's, if you want to see the art, follow the links and that will be linked in the show notes. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. That's just like... They're just like giving them away for free. Just for registering. That's like... I don't know. That's like such a cool intermixing of music and culture and fan art that like... I don't know. That's just that's a cool community thing that happened. I just, that's really nice. That's really nice, you guys. It's warming, it's warming my heart and making me feel good. I feel so good right now. It's been like a while since I've like been like up and like feeling on the ups. You know, that job, that big long job started, and I don't want to talk about that, but like, man, on the ups right now. You know what I'm? You know what kind of did it? I was able to catch the end of Texas Showdown, and let me tell you. Uh, that was a show, folks. Uh, if you didn't catch the catch the finals, like Grant, man, the whole like top sixteen, top eight, whole top eight was like really good. I think the stories that you can tell through that. I think Knuckle Dude's journey through top eight was really cool. Uh, his character selection was very interesting. Uh, he had a lot of really great sets. Uh, his set with Problem X might have been the best set of the night, maybe. Uh, even though a lot of people got. A, pretty more hype for uh, him versus Mena, uh, which was again, like, it's just like a cool clash of the community like having fun, and what Mena said after I don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched it already but what he says after he, well 
No, fuck, I didn't spoil it because I'm already telling you that he's winning. But him, him basically saying, like, it's really, like, he's, he started a knuckle do chant after he beat him, which is, like, hilarious. And, like, silencing the crowd. It's so funny. Uh, and just, it's so, ah, it's so good. The shitty part about this, the other, the other side of it, the other shitty part that I saw a lot on the sub and Twitter and otherwise, is people comparing this to Kaba yelling, screaming behind Goichi. And it's like, these are two different things. When you're on a stage, you've got headphones on, and you're like a rose back. It wasn't right behind him. Uh, there's a difference there than standing right behind someone who's not wearing headphones because there are no headphones at the setup. Uh, it's, it's a different situation. Uh, and also, don't be fucking racist, as it turns out. I can't believe I still have to remind people of this <laughs> in, like, 2018. Like, cut the blatant racism, guys. Like, go back to your dog whistles at least. Fuck, man. Ugh. Also, I do not prescribe to that notion. Like, also, fucking read a book. Uh, anyway, uh, a very great finals there. All the way through top eight. That was, I think, I think Chris T leveled up. I, something happened. He listened to that that Daigo interview. He he read the translation, and I think it's it made a big difference in his play. I I feel like he stepped it up ever since he got signed by. Do you get signed by Beast? Or you just like is he just like sponsored through Beast? Are there like big signings? I don't know how that works. Is that like a signing moment today? Is there like a draft for for pro players? Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I think he's been playing very well. He hasn't been, like, he hasn't gotten that V. He hasn't got that W yet. But I think he's on the brink. He's shown a lot of a lot of tact, a lot of grit, and respect the hell out of him sticking with Ken. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on to the next topic, uh, which is the also another thing that went on, uh, was the first uh, online, uh, Capcom Pro Tour online, EU. EU West is the region that was, that was represented here. So this was a ranking event. Uh, so ranking events, uh, if you're not sure, not clear on how the point structure works there, not near as many points uh, as as like a major event, but like if you look at Texas Showdown, that's a ranking event. 150 points for the winner. And then you look at the online ranking event, 150 points for the winner. So it's like, that's, that's a good, it's a good bit. It's a good bit of points for winning. If you get like just in top eight, it's only one point. But hey, we talked about this last week. I'd be, I'm gonna be really interested to see that like in like the upper twenties, what those numbers are gonna be like for people who are within uh, the points range for Capcom Pro Tour or Capcom Cup, I should say. Uh, but the first online event, EU West, uh, won by Phenom. So shout out to Phenom. Phenom, segment Nikali. Uh, something I want to point out here. Uh, on this list, I just—it's something that I found interesting, uh, looking at the players who, who competed in this online tour. So like, there's no really bar of entry, other than you know showing up to a good internet connection, among other things, and being like on time and whatever the fuck. But if you look at the people who top who ranked top 16, uh, only two of the top 16 players are unsponsored. Which was Atrosh and three X or X three Terror. Uh, that's a birdie player and a guile player, respectively. Everybody else is sponsored, which, in my mind, is I don't know. I I don't know if that's that's telling about where things are moving or if that is just the the level of competition with players who are signed. There's just a lot of signed players here. Uh, like Brick, Shax, Zara, all Team Fanatic. Also, Akainu. I never say his name correctly. Uh, regardless, uh, just a little interesting observation that even for an online tournament where anyone can sign up, uh, so like there's no travel expenditures tied to this tournament. It's an online tournament. Even so, the majority of top 16 were sponsored players. That's just something to think about. Also, I think there's probably a lot more like lower-level sponsors in in the EU as compared to the US. But I 
I, I just feel that way. I don't know if that's true. Do not quote me on that. Do not put that on the back of the box. Uh, please, please don't quote me on that. Unless it is true, then by all means, feel free. Uh, other things by the numbers, which I think is fun to look at. Numbers can be sometimes very fun to look at. If, you like, if you're into data, if you're into big data, I'm in the pocket of big data, uh, and I'm coming to you from our Street Fighter, telling you about the numbers. I'm telling you all about the numbers. Uh, you ain't got to blops me. Uh, anyway, uh, this is a breakdown of character usage in top 32 and top 16 for the last eight tournaments. Uh, and this was posted three days ago, so this is like pretty much everything. All like the last big eight tournaments, uh, historically from this moment in time, are on this list and representative in this list, but not quite representative of, because if you think about it, this isn't all 3.5. So the numbers are, are kind of mixed together. What I would be more interested in is one that is post 3.5 for like the next, I don't know, five tournaments, 10 tournaments, how many you want to go, uh, versus all previous prior to season 3.5 tournament results. Because that will sh that's more indicative of what the patch did in terms of character distribution in top 16. But... Things like this are still useful to use because there's a lot of similarities and you can start seeing, you know, how things are working out. So if you look at it, uh, top performing characters, uh, not surprising, Cami at the top, kind of by a country mile. Uh, in, let's look, just look at top 32. 27. 27 instances of Cami in top 32 in the last eight big tournaments. That's as opposed to number two, which is Akuma at 19. Uh, Cammy, a lot of people say, only got stronger. Uh, I think she's a strong character to begin with. I think you're going to see a lot of Cam I think she's pretty easy to pick up, too. I don't think she's that that difficult to wrap your mind around. Uh, her pressure is pretty simplistic. You, you end something in a spiral arrow, you dash forward, and you make the magic happen. Uh, but, did you guys just hear that motorcycle? Man, loud pipes. There's loud pipes on that motherfucker. Making this bitch rumble. Uh, anyway, sorry, I just got distracted by someone burning. Here's the other thing. Around my house, there is no, like, good stretch of long road to really gun it. So I know what hill they gunned it over. and Because people do this all the time. And every time they do it, I think for sure. Because it's over a blind hill that someone's like, like we're going to hear steel hit steel. And it's going to be horrifying. I can't, like, in my gut, one of these days is going to happen, and it's going to, it makes me nervous every time. But that's, again, an aside, sorry about the, I don't, I don't record this in a bunker. Sorry. Paper thin walls, folks. Uh, something that I think is interesting. Uh, Manat, 14 occurrences in top eights. Uh, in Ken, 10 occurrences in, I'm sorry, in top 32s in the last eight tournaments, that is. Uh, Ken, who... I've kind of ridden off as a character that's like capable of winning big tournaments. He hasn't won any, but still he shows up at these tournaments, which, you know, there's a lot of strong Ken players out there. I get it. There's just certain things about Ken that are broken. If you want to go back and listen to the Chris T episode, I can't remember how far back you have to reach, but listen to that episode. Well, there's a long explanation of why I think Ken, or why I and Chris Tarian, the top Kens all think that Ken is not necessarily a good tournament character in the current build of the game let's say uh something that was surprising to me and also made me cry t uh, tr tragic tears horrifying tears is that if you look in the top 16 four vegas made it top 64 appearances of vega in top 16 but then you look at the zangief the zang bangers out there no one's <laughs> no one's grappling for the lord oh man zero zero zangiefs in top 16s. Also, no Loras, Zekus, Sakuras, Falks, obviously. Uh, Ryu or Juries. No, I think we're going to see some Ryus. I really like Ryu in this patch. So I'm, look, I'm looking forward to, um, to the next couple weeks. See how things shake out. Like the next two months and then get back to me on this list because that's that's where things get interesting. I don't know if that Zangief number will change though. And <laughs> it really... It's breaking my heart. It's breaking my heart. Um, all right, moving on. Something that warms my heart, though. 
uh, and something that I think is probably not useful for players who are like advanced skills or even like moderate skilled players. Uh, but this is a video. Someone went through the unenviable task of going through and recording video footage of every character's like typical punishable normals and special attacks. So these are just things that like you're likely to encounter in a match. And it's on the YouTube so you can slow it down and pause it, go frame by frame to see exactly how negative they are. Uh, it's just a good visual representation. I think that like newer, this is this is a good visual tool for like newer players to see. Oh, like if if, if you're not like in front of the game at any time, maybe you're like on the bus or something. You pull this up and just look at this video and you go, oh, that's oh, I see, that's punishable. And then you can think like, oh, maybe just take it minutes at a time because it's a long video. It's like 45 minutes, but go through it and just go, oh yeah, that is that is punishable. And then just like make a mental note or even have like notes on your phone that you just go, okay, this is. Uh, minus four if I'm that close I can press this and then maybe you go home and try it I don't know it's just like something f like dumb fun I know that in in my past like having something like this uh, just like trying to kill time and look at stuff and like think about if you're thinking about the game in in times where you're not close to the game something like this could be useful uh, granted you could also just like if like frame data just isn't for you and you just want that like visual of what is this thing like that the visual components are important uh, like there are some people where just, you can't like look at the code like Neo, especially especially when you're just starting out and just looking at the numbers. Like that can be a really uphill battle and arduous task. Uh, but this kind of makes things easier, and I think it's cool that this person put this together. It's again an unenviable <laughs> task of bringing all these punishable moves <laughs> all together. 45 minutes of video, but every character very interesting. Uh, another interesting video, stuff that is more advanced techniques. Uh, I love Liang Hub. I love Liang Hub so much. He is still making some of the best like compilation videos. Still, uh, I love what he used to do uh, back in the day, like for Street Fighter 4, like guy hilarious comebacks moments. Those are great. Those videos are great. Uh, but this one's just. It's just funny. It's just good. Like you see stuff like Zizzy do stuff like a birdies dolphin dive, and as the character neutral jumps, anti airs him with a crouching medium punch, and he does it like ten times in a row at like high level play too. So it's like these aren't chumps that he's beating. It's just like <laughs> players are making these horrific mistakes, uh, and it's really funny. Uh, also in this is Creepy Sleepy. Uh, if you don't know who that is, uh, search like birdie cosplay. He might be the first one to come up. I'm not entirely sure, but I would almost guarantee. If not, then that's fucking crime. Uh, but it's a fun, it's a good birdie compilation of can and banana swag. So it's all like stuff that involves really weird cans and bananas and like just dumb things where you're like, ah, birdie did a funny thing and his opponent probably wasn't thinking, so lol. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff all around. Again, shoutouts to Liang Hoob for still put still putting in work after years of man, dude puts in so much work. I love this guy. Okay, uh, so that's highlights of those are the highlights, right? Birdie swag combos and cans and bananas and taking all that good stuff in. Let's talk about the lowlights. It was discovered recently that there is a glitch with Falk. Uh, I don't know if this has been explained yet. Uh, I haven't seen anywhere. I haven't seen anyone explain how or why this works. I've seen it in a couple instances. Now uh, the one shown here is Falk versus Nkali. Falk just jumps up. It involves Falk doing an air grab in the air, not connecting, and then just being stuck up in the air until her opponent hits her. I don't know if this is only online thing. It might be. I think that it's only been shown to be an online thing. I don't think anyone's been able to replicate this in practice. Uh, also saw Justin Wong do this. Uh, someone activated V-Trigger basically just as he was jumping in air throwing. Maybe that did it. I don't know. Does it have something to do with your opponent pressing buttons as you activate your air throw? I don't know. Nobody knows at this point. Uh, or if you do, if you've dug into it enough and you do know, you do know more than than what I could find or, or dig up in this time. 
Uh, it's a short period of time. This was only like two days ago. And it's like a very rare occurrence. Uh, and also, I don't think there's a lot of people playing Fall because I don't think a lot of people like her. Uh, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, this is interesting and also like kind of a bummer. It's always just like funny to see all the broken shit that comes with the new characters. And I don't know. Hopefully it gets patched out. And when they do that, maybe they buff Keith. <clears throat> that's just, you know. What was that second thing? It, it, yeah, but it patched this Valkthrow and buff Keith. <clears throat> so it's one patch. You have to sign the patch that way. Can't just take one. Alright, uh, something else that I thought was interesting. Uh, including Falk. Uh, this, like, blocking tutorial uh, it goes into... If you are a beginner and you like Falk uh, and you want to, like, think about how to how to block, how to manage uh, the neutral, how to uh, deal with blocking normals, like how to change your hurt box, stuff like that. Uh, check out this tutorial. It's by Nezz's. 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 Uh, regardless, uh, probably worth a watch if you're a beginner character, or <laughs> beginner player looking to get into Falk. Um, what's next? Corey Gaming. Oh my goodness, this guy knocking it out of the park. Uh, consistently, consistently the best videos. Like, dude knows how to edit a video and cut it up and make it, like, and write a script. He's pretty top tier, I would say. Uh, what he did here, uh, his analysis, the effects of salt, uh, and goes through pretty much like the history of salt and like, instances of it happening uh, in like the FGC of old uh, and talks about you know, how things are right now and how games like feel like feel good to the player versus you know how cheap can you make a character feel uh, before it you know gets too unfair and thus unfun uh, just the whole thing the whole thing is very it's a fun watch uh, he also does a play on the narcissists uh, uh, oh fuck! What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the narcissist prayer, uh, the, uh, the scrub lord's prayer, uh, which I think is pretty good, uh, and I would highly recommend watching this one if you haven't already. Uh, dig into it; uh, it's entertaining, always entertaining. Please, please, please subscribe to this dude if you haven't already. Uh, put thumbs up on this dude's videos because he deserves it. It's just good stuff, um, and good editing, and just. Recording so good. This guy's like got his shit together. Not like this dumpster fire over here. Trust me. Not, a, not like this shit pile we got in the corner over here. All right. Let me see what the next topic is. Oh fuck. I don't want to cover this topic. Let me move on to the next topic. Hey boss, can I not talk about this one? No, I have to. All right. Well, I'll touch on it. Uh, okay. So the next one is that came up in my line here is, I think. I think Maximilian said something dumb about Street Fighter V not selling 100,000 copies in the last three months. Which just caused a fucking headache in the mod queue. Uh, and just was general, you know, bad taste in everyone's mouth. Uh, it's just a bad situation. Uh, because the, the heart of the matter is that it doesn't fucking matter what the sales of the game are, I suppose. Like, these are all things that, like, really shouldn't affect anyone at all, ever, for any reason. Uh, but for some reason, uh, it lit a, people, lit a lot of people off. Uh, I have no idea, like, the, the actual true numbers behind this. There was, like, a post explaining that maybe those numbers are wrong. I tried to look into Max's post, and he's, like, linking to a forum I've never heard of. And it's just like, man, this is going so deep. I do not have the fucking time, which is why I said I don't want to talk about this because I just don't give a fuck. I cannot give a fuck about this. I, I just cannot. And if you happen to be the person who's going to start a whole shit war on the, like, the frustrating part is that this got so much community interaction, like 125 comments on the, the one post, because there were multiple posts about this. This is just the one. Got over 100 comments and, like, a lot of interaction within the community. A lot of eyeballs on this. And, like, there's so many more things that, like, that you could spend your time thinking about. There's so many more positive things you could spend your time thinking about. I can think of at least two things we're going to talk about by the end of this show. 
at least two things that are like, well, if we haven't already talked about two things already that you should give a fuck about, I know for a fact ending this show on a banger, like things to look forward to and like be happy about and like good for your health. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know how to better express this to, to like the community at large and maybe just like an old man shakes fist at internet cloud, right? Of like, can we not do better? Can we just like all collectively agree to not give a fuck and just stop? Can we just stop uh, and just do something more productive with our time? It's like one thing that I'm finding, the time is, time is so precious, you guys. Your time is so precious. Don't spend it giving a fuck about something that doesn't matter. Uh, here's something uh, next. Okay, here's something that I didn't know existed until like uh, today. And I was thoroughly impressed with this video. Uh, this is a video by uh, Sugar Punch Design Works. And apparently this dude has been doing this for like every character and like multiple games too. Like this guy's got a channel. Uh, and I would recommend anyone looking at this guy's channel if you care about design in your video games. Uh, it looks like he specifically leans towards fighting games. So again, like there's the appeal there. Uh, but what this is, is a design breakdown of Colleen and like what she looks like and where those designs come from. Like what's the theory behind that? Like, are these things represented in other games? Uh, but more interesting, the part that I found super interesting uh, that he got into was specifically her like style of fighting and the real life styles of fighting that it is based off of. So he digs into something I've never heard of, which is Sistema, which is something that like I think like Russian police are taught. Uh, of like reacting to your opponents coming at you and like flowing like water and like grappling style of fighting um, and he shares examples of that with like uh, perhaps other places that it's like shown up in games uh, but then he looks at like Colleen's normals and he's like something that he, he said that I didn't really think about but like her kicks her kicks are just like heavy fuck you up kicks which most lady fighters in Street Fighter Fighter Five don't have like fuck you boots. They don't really have that. They've got like here's like maybe like a good midsection kick or like something that floats you in the air a little bit or something that looks acrobatic. No, she just sticks her fucking keds in your face and you gotta eat that shit. And it just stays out there. And like, I don't know, I hadn't really thought about that before. And to me it's just like I don't know. Someone put some fucking time into this i think a lot of people are <laughs> i think a lot of people are looking forward to him in fall i'm sorry i'm laughing uh because i have the video playing currently for <laughs> what's that a joke i'm sorry uh, i have a video playing uh and for the people who are watching the video section of this uh <laughs> so for people Okay, so watch the, watch the video of this, uh, which is linked in the show notes. Uh, and it, basically at minute four, there's, I guess there's a guy showing off the fighting style of Sistema. Uh, and, and it's like, this has to be parody, right? This has to be parody. Look at this guy. Okay, load up the video. And like, he's got attackers coming at him. And he's just like... <laughs> Calmly, like slowly moving his hands, and they're just falling out of his way, <laughs> and like very choreographed. Like <laughs> he's like not even trying. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe he is applying force to those guys that I just can't visually see because I'm a dummy. But it looks like he's so lazily just throwing his hands. Like, trust me, I am professional fighter. I move my hand to the right. And they fly away because they follow their own weight. Boom, smack his face. When he's not looking, bow to back of head. <laughs> like the first push he does.
I, I don't edit this podcast, so that's, that's going to stay, unfortunately. <laughs> I just so lazily, like, man, push his head. <laughs> I thoroughly hope that that is not a joke. And that's like a real guy trying to sell, like, fighting tapes to some schmucks who are like, oh, man. It's like that guy who's like, I fight Tai Chi. And then he actually gets in a fight with, like, in a real fight, gets fucked up. Have you guys ever seen that video? Where, like, the Tai Chi master fights a, like, a like a Muay Thai guy and like round like he just gets takes one punch to the face it's like oh no I'm a very old man this was a bad idea <laughs> oh okay let's get composed Whew, okay okay I told you guys I was a good I was in a good mood it's good stuff I mean th at, at the very least I don't care if you guys have been entertained I have been entertained <laughs> by recording this Thoroughly good. Okay, so next topic, Colleen as well. Uh, so there's a new Colleen in town. Uh, I think they go by the name of Fitted Cat. He did a weird thing that I don't think people typically do on Reddit. He probably doesn't know how to use Reddit, and that's fine. Uh, but he introduces himself as a Grandmaster Karen, or Colleen. Did I say Karen earlier? I meant Colleen. I always like mix them up in my head sometimes. Uh, very strong Grandmaster Colleen player. Uh... And he shares a link to his Twitter and his Twitch. So if you want to see some really strong Colleen play, or maybe you just want to like ask this dude some questions about how to play Colleen, uh, basically here's a resource for you guys. Um, I'm actually going to change the live... See, he just has feedback there. I'm just going to change this to like guide or lab work. And maybe people search like Colleen guides and lab works through the text search. Then that will come up. That, Because that could be useful. I find that that could be useful. People are good resources, uh, and strong players in particular are like good to either like just watch and emulate, um, or just like interact with. People are fun. FGC, FGC is cool. Okay, next bit of info. Some actually new news. Uh, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection has training mode and verses, and here are the details. Uh, it goes through. Uh, this was a post on Capcom Unity. Uh, so if you don't know, uh, the 30th anniversary is a collection of a bunch of old Street Fighter games. It includes Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Championship, CE, <laughs> Hyper Fighting, uh, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Turbo, uh, Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Alpha 3, Street Fighter 3, Second Impact, and Third Strike. It's got all of the variations of 1, 2, Alpha and 3. 4 is not included, but you can get 4 for pretty cheap in a lot of places. At least on PC. You can probably find it cheap on PC. Probably not so much on, like, PS4. A lot of people still play on PS4. I'm not quite sure how, like, the Xbox version of that is going. I haven't checked uh, in a while. But anyway, uh, digs into Versus. So you can do Versus mode local any on, on any of the games, but... Uh, online is limited to, what does it say here? I knew this a moment ago. <laughs> uh, oh, there's training mode for all these games. So that's the thing that people were concerned about, is like these games not having training mode and just being like arcade, tr like true arcade, which there was no training mode in arcade. Uh, but this has training mode for all these games. So like bonus, that's awesome. That's something a lot of people didn't think was gonna be a thing. And guess what, it is. Um, and you can find all the information there about, uh, about this and where you can pre-order because it comes out on the 29th of this month. So at basically the end of the month, uh, and you want to play some old games and you're not already on Fightcade or you just want to play these for real. Um, I think it's Alpha 3, Third Strike, Super Turbo, Championship CE. Uh, no, it's hyper fighting, I think. Regardless, I could look at this and actually find the truth, true answer, but I only would want to play Super Turbo. Um, honestly. Uh, in terms of Street Fighter 2. But that's just my opinion. Other, like, that is not everyone's opinion, and that's fine. Like, there, because there are other fun versions of that game, like, which is a really interesting thing to think about. But, anyway, I'm kind of interested in getting to the Alpha series. I, that's a bit, I've said this before, maybe on this podcast, maybe on the tournaments, but that's a big hole in my fighting game uh, lexicon, so I'm looking forward to getting into that and digging into those games. Uh, but 
what's up next? Okay. Speaking of games, old games, old Street Fighter games, Street Fighter 4. Uh, I love this. I'm hyped about this. In specific, I'm hyped about this because there's going to be a tournament at the end of this week. I think it's on Saturday, but you'll have to join Baphael's Discord to find out. Uh, look into more ways to finding out about this um, this particular tournament. But Street Fighter 4 Omega. Do you guys know what Omega mode is? Maybe not. Maybe you've never played Street Fighter 4. Maybe you've never played Omega mode. Uh, and this is a short video made by Baphael. Uh through by means of shoryoucan.com uh, explaining basically the origins of Omega which like it came out near the end of Street Fighter 4's run all Street Fighter 4's run uh, and there were a lot of changes to the systems of how Omega characters played uh, and like weird things in general and it was also something I didn't know developed by the same team that developed Street Fighter 5 which was not the same team that developed 4 I actually didn't know that like, it makes sense because I've, like, explicitly said, oh, man, there's a lot of things in Omega mode that, like, are basically versions of what things turned out to be in Street Fighter V. Like, so many times, even, like, if you looked at Blanca, who, like, just came out, like, in the whole scale of things, plays very similar to his Omega mode in Street Fighter Four. So, like... This is kind of what I look to in terms of how's a character going to play in, in 5. Maybe you're looking forward to Cody or Sagat. Maybe take a look at this. Uh, something that I didn't know about Omega Mode before watching this video. I just didn't know this. Um, is that with Omega Mode, they actually added the three-frame buffer that is in Street Fighter V. Like, the, like through two-frame buffer if you want to like cut, depending on how you want to... Because I don't know if we've, like, decided if there's a way to talk about it. Is it two frames or three frames? It depends on, like, when the act frame. Regardless, not important. So there's input leniency in Omega Mode. I didn't know about that. So one frame links become, like, three frame links, effectively. Uh, which is cool. It's cool to see that, like, transition of... Okay, here's was their idea, and then their execution on it. Uh, and this game just play, it plays a lot. Like, don't get me wrong plays a lot different from 5 just because of the way that normals work in 4 and the, the way that the hitbox hurtboxes work in 4 a lot different from how they work in 5 uh, and like the general systems of 5 obviously work a lot different but it, it's, a, it's a little fun little thing and because the combos are easier like I, I didn't know that so I can recommend this even more to like new players who are thinking about picking up new fighting games someone asked me like should I play four at all uh, i don't know does that like anyone still playing i'm like fuck yeah you should play four like because it's just a a fun video game and like omega mode still exists and people are still playing omega mode again there's a tournament omega mode tournament this weekend uh this is the weekend of the uh, may i i think it's on saturday uh, don't correct me i don't i don't have penned in yet um and there wasn't a post about it on our sh i should probably share that uh Probably the 12th or the 13th of May. So it's like coming up. Um, but Batman's going to go through and talk about like character changes. And like he's going to do a whole series on Omega Mode. And I think that's exciting because it was something that really wasn't explored uh, too much. It had some infinites that were then eventually actually like patched out. So, I mean, that's cool. Like someone gave a fuck about a mode no one should have given a fuck about. So, I don't know. It's, it's a nice thing that I wish more people played. Uh, I wish that I played more. I wish I had more time to invest into it. Because, again, like, I learned something new after watching this video uh, that got me super excited about it. Didn't know there was that three-frame buffer. That's really cool. Uh, but that makes it easier to recommend to even newer players who pick up four and are like, I don't know, I see four for, like, $5. Is it worth picking up and playing? And I'm like, hell yeah. Why the hell not? If you got five bucks and you want to play a Street Fighter game, there are people playing this game currently. And Omega Mode's fun, and the combos are easier in Omega Mode, and they're like more exciting too, um, versus their normal vanilla Ultra mode characters, the dumb, stupid, locked to dumb stuff. Uh, anyway, it's fun, it's cool, and I'm looking forward to the Baphael Cup for Omega Mode. That's super cool. Other old game tournaments, Super Turbo tournament, hosted by R Salty. Uh, Shouts to R Salty. It's running again this Saturday, so it's like maybe you gotta 
cut the baby in half. Decide which one to play. Uh, if you want to look in the details of how to enter that Super Turbo tournament online, please look at the show notes uh, and hit up our assault team. Say search off. Uh, okay, so that is the rundown of things that were posted. I kind of want to give a brief breakdown on CPT. Uh, just in terms of what to look forward to, like this next week and the next month or so. Not like as much as like Wake Up Wednesdays would have or anything like that. I just kind of want to give like a check-in for you guys. It's an audible check-in where I know if you're like listening to this on the road and you think about what's coming up this weekend. Well, guess what's coming up this weekend? Coming up on the 12th, online event. Latin America this time, south. Uh, that's coming up. So if you live in Latin America... Actually, what are the rules for for that? Like, if I moved, if I got a plane ticket to Latin America, hooked up a PlayStation at a Starbucks, and hit go, could I enter this tournament? Are there rules against that? There might be rules against that. Uh, also, coming up, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, Stunfest 2018. So get ready for Stunfest. And then BAM 10 in Melbourne. Melbourne. Australia, uh, on the same weekend as Stunfest, which is in France. Uh, Toriyukin is then coming up, same weekend of the 19th through the 20th. Love Toronto. I'm not going to be in Toronto that weekend. I'm going to be in Toronto the next weekend, which is sucks. Like I could have like popped in for a day and said hello to that whole community because the Toronto FTC is lit AF. Uh, and then, of course, Combo Breaker is coming up. At the end of the month, month, which we talked about ad nauseum at the beginning of the show. So again, that's uh, online event in Latin America coming up this weekend. Stunfest is next weekend. That's a premier event. So like big points there uh, in France. Uh, and then BAM is a ranking event. Toryukin is a ranking event. And then Combo Breaker is a premier event. So big money, two, two chances to get big money. Big money coming up this month. Uh, okay, so that is, that's that segment. I should think of a name for that segment. Wake up Thursday. Uh, no, not the case. Uh, so again, I did the other thing that we did last week, which was I posed a poll to you, the community, and asked, what topic do you want me to talk about? I pulled from, from some from last week and mixed in some other ones uh you guys voted so i'm going to talk about this week's topic so the available talks topics were uh games outside of street fighter uh evo travel tips which was on the board last week uh evaluating new characters and bridge demolition uh unfortunately bridge demolition a close second to evaluating new characters so we're going to dig into evaluating new characters uh and with this so this is kind of my, this is the headspace I get into when I look at brand new, other like brand new characters, but also like when I think about picking up like a new fighting game. Um, typically when, I, like typically when I choose characters, so let's just like go to the basics. When I choose characters, I look at the big beefy boys, biggest beefy boys, or if there's big beefy girls, sometimes there's big beefy, like Armika. She big beefy girl. She could be bigger and beefier. I agree. I'm done with you. But she's one of the biggest beefiest girls. Um, I liked her grappling style. I like people who grab in like Street Fighter type games and also Tekken. But Tekken is a very different game. Uh, not so much in in anime fighters. Uh, grabs are not as not like as super like you, the grabs are used differently in anime type fighting games uh, but regardless still Potemkin he's got those big beefy hits so uh, typically I gravitate towards people who have like big meaty hits but like still have like ways to get in which is not Zangief in Street Fighter 5 which is why I'm very sad this season uh, but when I pick up a new character what I typically think about I just go through the normals I just press all the buttons just one by one, uh, looking at how far they go. Uh, I'll kind of space myself out and see, okay, that has that has some range. Or like, oh, that's deceptive range. I can, because that does two things for me. It can either show me that I like this character's normals, uh, and I'm going to pursue this more. But also it gives me the idea of when I'm playing against that character, like where is it okay to stand? 
the next thing that I go through, uh, specifically in Street Fighter games, is what combos into what. Uh, so, it's just all on hit of how many lights can I get? How many lights can, can chain together before like canceling into whatever special they got? Because a lot of times, like, maybe the special won't connect, uh, or you'll be too far out of range if it's three hits, but are they a character that gets three lights into a special? Because there are characters like that. Or are they limited to two? Uh, what are their mediums like? Is that easy to hit confirm off of? Uh, can I go from medium to heavy? Or do I or can I go from heavy to medium? What's the situation there? Uh, I like to turn on, specifically for Street Fighter V, I like to turn on that like visible frame data just so I can see like okay so I'm I'm like very positive here uh, and I'll test that out through like on hit and block uh, specifically what I like to do is uh, set the character to block uh, and block like two or possibly three lights and then see what buttons am I in range for and does it make sense for my character to press those buttons at that range like sweep will likely reach after you're out of you know blocking three lights but you probably don't want to press sweep in that situation because you're probably at a punishable range but instead I'll think well what button of mine gets out there quick enough It'll probably be like a standing medium kick or a crouching medium kick or maybe even like walk back heavy because that's the other thing of like can I bait my opponent into pressing a button after blocking like a stand hard punch or something and then I can, like, can I walk back and then press, like, a medium kick to really, like, to get him? And then, is that medium kick cancelable? Like, that's the other thing you have to think about. Like, can I put myself slightly out of range by having my opponent block normals and then press a button for it to work? The other thing I'll think about is tick throws. Uh, I think that's pretty important. Um, in most games that have tick throws, I think that's important. Uh, so says the grappler. Uh, how far away do I have, do I need to step forward after after my opponent blocks them? Do I need to step forward after hitting them? Uh, what's the delay like on that? Um, how close am I after throws? Does it look like I'm far away? Because then it's like, well, I probably don't get any Oki off of this, uh, like at all. Or if I do, it's extremely limited. Um, or is it a case like? Oh, I'm very close actually after a back throw so I can probably get like a walk forward medium even uh, Probably can't dash up and press a button because they kind of took that out uh, after 3.5. So that's out of my head now um, The other thing I like to think about is what normals are special cancelable what normals can I juggle off of I think that's where things get a little bit deeper of and this is where I get caught in in the uh, in the trials because I'll go through and I'll do the character trials, right? Um, and it would be easy to breeze through those and just like say, okay, I see what normals they're trying to show me or what on counter hit I can combo into like that. I will admit, uh, Capcom, thank you for adding counter hit combos to the, to the trials. Uh, that is a much, um, uh, celebrated. I celebrate that. I congratulate you for that. Adding counter hit combos into your video game <laughs> tutorial. <laughs> Fucking thank you. Uh, but usually, I'll get hung up on something because that character will have like a move that does a juggle and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if this does a juggle, how can I hit my opponent out of that juggle? And if I hit them out of that juggle, can I get like a, a quick reset? Can I get a cross under? Can I do some hot bullshit to get a mix up here? Um, I spent a lot of time with Blanca thinking about that because he's got that moves that pop you up into the air. It's like, okay. Maybe if I spend a little resources, if I spend V-Trigger, can I get weird stuff to happen? Spend a lot of time with Falk's V-Trigger 2, or V-Trigger 1, thinking about, okay, if that's coming in the air, or if I jump and cancel this, like, what are what are my options here? Um, what's the What can the bullshit most look like? How much dumb pressure can I put on my opponent? I like to kind of run through that, but then... Then I like to think, okay, what's like my typical Oki gonna be, right? Start thinking about what moves build meter, right? Like Falk actually thought, I initially thought would be pretty okay because her bread and butters looked like they involved her V skill. So it's like, okay, she's either always gonna have room for her V reversal or she's always gonna pop V trigger at least, at least twice in a match. Like it should be very common for Falk to pop V trigger twice. 
because like you can just you can sense that like because her bread and butters have her V skill included in them, of course. If like they have a useful V skill, some characters just straight up don't have a useful V skill. I can look at Alex and go, okay, yeah, like outside of combos or certain matchups, it's gonna be very hard to utilize. Um, or like Urian has a somewhat it is a useful V skill, but it's it is situational. Like you really have to put yourself in a position to to use your V skill, like Hakan Oil or something. Uh, it's hard to get off, but useful once you have it. Uh, but you're not going to be popping V skill every every combo, so you're not going to be getting that V meter. So, what's your V trigger like? Uh, what's it like when you spend those resources? It's probably going to pay off. And if it doesn't pay off, then it's like, well, that fucking sucks. Like Yurian's, for example. To me, that makes sense that his V skill would be hard to use because. He gets so many infinite options off of his V trigger, which makes him like super fun. It's like, okay, I see the value in that. That's like, that's a good, it's a very good character trait. Like that's, that's definitely gonna up his bullshit factor. Uh, and when you can, in, when you can introduce more bullshit into your game, like I think that's where I, that's personally where I see a lot of value in characters and rating them of, oh, they're pretty good. like. But like not, I should put this with like an asterisk, like not always if the if the obvious setup is the only one you're left with. Like I think there are characters that have like some bullshit setups that are, oh, you see it once and you can only end up on one side. You're always gonna end up on the one side. So like your opponent is either gonna know how to block that or not. It might work online, but like fuck it. Or there's like some really hot ambiguous bullshit. I think it's fun. Like, Ibuki, I think, has some fun stuff. But with Ibuki, she has to spend a lot of resources to get really much of anything going. She needs to get that. And her not having very high health, it's like one of those things you have to balance of, you know, does this character have... Can they spend that health bar in order to get that bullshit? Because, like, that could be a good trade-off. Like, I think Yurian having the above-average health is, is, like, an interesting thing to think about because it'll take more hits... But it won't matter, because he gets that Aegis. Uh, what else do I think about when it comes to evaluating characters? Um, just general, general Oki. Like, how simple is it? I talked about this earlier, but Cammy with that dash up. Like, every knockdown, almost every knockdown that you're going to get, typical bread and butter, without spending any meter, dash forward, there's your pressure. Boom. You're right there. So much corner carry. Like, there's some characters that they have, like, a lot of corner carry with a combo, but... They can't follow up. So it's like, okay, maybe I have to play this character more defensive. Maybe I have to think about keeping my opponent away. And if I don't have, if I don't do that, if I'm not thinking about that, if I want to have to deal that damage, or if I want to deal that Oki, do I have to give up damage? Where do I have to give up damage? I think Birdie is a good example of that, of the, the chain. You know, there's the more damaging one leaves his opponent further away versus the ones that leave them close. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, what else do I think about when I think about evaluating characters? Um, and this comes a, a little bit later, I think, but looking at how other people are playing the character and thinking, would I make that decision or would I utilize my meter in the same way that they're utilizing meter? Because that won't always be the case, I don't think. Like, for example, people didn't start using Blanca's electricity as, like, a good pressure tool. I think his EX electricity is, like, a, dumb, a fucking dumb good thing to use. And, like, if he has meter and you can get his opponent to block buttons, why the fuck not? Like, because on a hit, you're good. Like, go right ahead. And that's, like, that's some good damage and it doesn't matter. But on block, fuck, walk forward. Make him make a mistake. Get that crush counter. Who cares? Um, but that's kind of what I, I like to think about. Mostly like meter management. Um, does this character need to spend bar? Uh, if they drop a combo earlier than like what they could potentially like. Some characters can get more damage off of combos. Like I saw something for Falk where it's like she can spend the EX meter on her kick special. But... A lot of people think, oh, I'll just use V-Skill, gain that meter, but instead she actually has a safe jump. If you just do that raw, I think it's a crouching light punch jump forward, 
then okay you get a safe jump on either rise for one bar well that's that's okay pressure that's not that bad it doesn't leave you super close so it's like you have to make a decision after the jump in but you get a jump in for free like for most all reversals so like that's it's pretty good it's pretty good give and take there doesn't necessarily make her normals that great because you can kind of tell like in the neutral like specifically her buttons are are very slow versus what you get out of them i still like them i still like her i love and hate her stand beating kick i like to think it's a good button but it's it's really not it's too slow i like to think it's like a good like with punish tool or like something that you can empty empty cancel all day but like not really it's it's actually kind of a risk but it's not like colleen stand hard punch right like that thing is out there and back and if you get touched by it you're fucked up it's like point blank like who cares there it is boom and it's a good button but uh, not quite the case for, for some other characters risk versus reward but anyway uh hopefully that was at least a, a little bit of a breakdown specifically for me I like looking at the normals, like thinking about how things are canceled, if they get juggle points. That's like my good run through of like tick throws. Do they have a command grab? Do I get Oki off the command grab? Are they Zangief? If they're not Zangief, can I get close to Zangief? That's really what I look for. Mostly how close to, to muscle power can I get without touching muscle power? Uh, before it goes, muscle power goes to infinity. That's, that's what I look for when I'm trying to solve for, for muscle explosion. Uh, but that's it, folks. That's a show. So we're going to end it like we typically end it. Which is to say, we're going to go into the segment of FGC, FGC history. Now, this one comes to you from uh, Evo 2014. Gamer B versus Mabochi. This is a match between Adon and Ken. Uh, if you're not familiar with Mabochi's Ken or Gamer B's Adon, these people were very well known for these characters. Uh, and kind of the same style of play that they played too. Uh, Gamer B, very aggressive. Wake up buttons, like that dude. Not afraid. Not afraid at all. Stifling pressure. Momochi, solid footsies. His confirms are godlike. Uh, and in this particular set, it's a fun set. There's good reactions and like really funky interactions. Uh, there's some really solid combos from Gamer B that looks like he made him up on the spot. There's an interaction with a red focus attack that in the neutral that's like you never see that happen and it it almost works it doesn't work but it's like it's one of those things where it gets you on the edge of your seat and you kind of jump up a little uh and but i don't know it's just it's a good fun match and i recommend anyone to watch it i'll try and find more matches like this and i don't necessarily want to speak too much on on the value of the match i think that that should come through by watching the video on all in all instances of this uh but this could be a good introduction to street fighter 4 maybe get you excited for the omega mode this isn't an, an omega match there weren't i don't think there are many i got i don't think there's any major highlights in the fgc from omega mode that i could just pull up of like oh you guys remember that one time in omega mode said no one in the fgc ever uh but um it should get you excited for this weekend in Baphael's tournament. I'm looking forward to what Baphael has in terms of you know character videos because he did that for all the characters in Street Fighter 4 and he's going to do it for Omega Mode now. So that's, I don't know, that's cool. Uh, regardless, folks, that's a show. Again, you have been listening to RSF Radio, the only podcast on the internet that talks about the internet. The only one. Uh, <laughs> we're here every Thursday probably every Thursday night now, the way that things are going in recordings. Uh, and typically those questions that I referred to just before get posted on either Wednesday or Thursday morning, uh, depending on what my, how, if I remember to do it or not, I should probably set a reminder for that. Um, and you can catch the tournaments. Uh, there's one tomorrow on the West coast with Kamikaze warrior. Also, there is the one on Monday, uh, which we run every week. Uh, probably have to think about... I probably have to talk about scheduling for the next, like, two weeks out, because I'm not going to be here... Uh, regardless, I'm not going to talk schedule on the podcast like I do. It usually at the end of every podcast. Uh, but a new thing that you can do, uh, if you have questions, uh, you can actually email in. Uh, the email address you want to send to is redditfighting at... 
gmail.com is the email address. Uh, label your thing as questions, and I will try and get to it on the show. Uh, try and do that segment next week. So again, the email address is redditfighting at gmail.com. I will try to check that email address uh, before next week's show. And if you've got something to say, I'll listen. Or if you just want to say, hey, at me. I don't care. It's not It's not like my personal email address. You go right ahead. Send whatever bullshit you want to send. Don't do that. Just send questions, please. Or thanks. But anyway, that's the show, folks. Again, we'll catch you every Thursday night. And I'm Joe Monday. You can catch me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter or at RedSF. That's at Super Joe Monday or at RedSF. And that is another edition. That does it for another edition of RSF Radio. Until next time, folks, take care.